Hello, and welcome back to your weekly message of patriotism. This week, we are taken back to the 1930s in the midst of the Great Depression. Two young teenagers are married in the dead of winter and face harsh challenges ahead. Sit back and enjoy the amazing story of how these teenagers overcame enormous odds and created the model American family. Good morning, America. This is Wayne Ahart speaking for the Old Glory Network podcast. Our goal is to make Old Glory great again. And the title for today's message is No Mariachi Band. Dateline, Northeast Arkansas, 1930. In the middle of the Great Depression on a bitter cold winter day, Two teenagers embark on a life together with all of the odds stacked against them. You know, I don't possess the talent to fully describe just how tough times were in those days. Perhaps it's best just to admit that it's indescribable and leave it at that. But it was a terrific struggle for everyone to just get by. The real American spirit was developing during these most difficult of times. As bad as it was, in that area of Arkansas, future leaders were being developed by hardship that would propel America as the leader of the world in years to come. Out of that depression and near starvation, developed a young Johnny Cash, baseball great Dizzy Dean. Author John Grisham's folks were also sharecroppers, and young Mr. Sam Walton put in his first five-and-dime store in Newport and then went on to found the great company called Walmart. The founder of Dillard's department stores, Bill Dillard, was learning the ropes in southern Arkansas and many others too numerous to name. You know, my story starts November 25th, 1930. It started in the cotton fields of northeast Arkansas, 16 miles from Newport and 4 miles from Grubbs, Arkansas. It was already very cold, an early warning that the winter of 1930 would be unusually bitter. But in spite of the weather, my future daddy's heart was warm with eager anticipation of matrimony. And saddling up a pony named Topsy that doubled as a riding pony and a plow horse, he rode four miles to alert a preacher to come to his future father-in-law's home to marry him and Etna Vines. Dad had just turned 19, and Mom was one month past her 15th birthday. Well, the two families gathered at 2 p.m. in Grandpa Vines' sharecropper home and exchanged their vows a commitment to each other, and boy, did they mean it. They brought 
eight lucky boys and one girl into the world. And since I'm the middle child, I'm, man, I'm sure glad abortion wasn't in vogue back then. Both families were sharecroppers and neighbors. The Vines family and Ahart family each farmed approximately 50 acres, which was about all a family could farm with horses and, and mules or mules to, to plow with. Sharecroppers primarily lived on what they raised, hogs and chicken for meat and laying hens for eggs and potatoes and corn, tomatoes, cucumbers for vegetables, and, and they hunted rabbit and squirrel for more meat. The cotton crop brought cash to hopefully provide for their other needs, including the rent on the land and the rent on the house they lived in. Many years, the cotton didn't produce enough cash to fulfill those needs, and they would get other jobs in the winter to just survive. Well, my future dad had managed to earn enough to buy a used Model T Ford automobile. And he traded it to a school teacher for bedding and other furniture pieces so that he and his soon-to-be wife would have a place to live. The school teacher had decided to move to Oregon and needed transportation, and Dad needed furniture for a home, so they made an even swap. When the wedding vows were over and the congratulations were complete, my future dad and mom walked a half mile to their own sharecropper shack. And there was to be no honeymoon in Acapulco, nor did any mariachi band play at their wedding. And you know, back in those days, no, no respectable girl was permitted by her father to even go to her future home before marriage. Therefore, as mom and dad walked to their new home, the two fathers hauled the furniture and housekeeping items by wagon to the home site so that the newlyweds could put it all together and begin their new life. Dad made a living initially by hiring out to clear timber by axe and crosscut saw. He was at the timber cider every morning by sunup and Worked till sundown, non-stop. You know, there were no such thing as coffee breaks in those days. And much of the timber was in lowland areas, and they often worked in standing water, up to, oh, say, a foot high, which made it necessary to work in rubber boots. And the timber cutters frequently had to break ice in the early morning before beginning their tree cutting. Now, Mom, she spent the first 20 years of their marriage having children and cooking and cleaning and helping to farm, work out in the fields, and, and raising her family. Raising her family, by the way, took 36 years from the first child until the last reached 18 years of age. No one ever had greater parents than us nine children. 
And in 1980, Mom and Dad celebrated their golden wedding anniversary. And one week later, Dad passed away from a worn-out body and heart. No mariachi band played at their wedding, but the trumpets were blaring on his arrival at Heaven's Gate. Now, I am writing this uh, letter to Mom on Thanksgiving Day, 2004, at my mom's home in Sherwood, Arkansas. Ironically, it is also the 74th anniversary of their wedding day. Sadly, Mom has to remember that day without her husband. But you know, eight of their nine children are still living and trying to return the countless blessings that she bestowed upon us all these many years. Wouldn't it be neat to know how many diapers she changed and cleaned? Cleaned, yes, they didn't have throwaway diapers in those days. You had to clean them. And how many buttons she sewed on and how many patches she used on our clothes, how many biscuits she baked, how many chickens she plucked and fried, how many dishes she washed, and how many hugs she shared with us kids. Mom, in 2004, is 89 years of age and still loving life in all of her very large family. She's still dispensing hugs to her children, but now she has grandchildren and great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren. Mom, I'm sure glad that Dad took that cold eight-mile ride on old Topsy and you walked that half-mile with Dad to the new home place. Who needs mariachi bands anyway? As a postscript to this love story of mom and dad, they raised a terrific family. And as previously mentioned, dad died one week after their golden wedding anniversary. But mom had just turned age 65. And the family took good care of mom and she lived to be 102 years of age. She was fortunate to witness many more grandchildren and great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren being born. I, you know, I started out this by saying that the deck was stacked against them in 1930, and indeed it was. But with a pioneer spirit and a heart filled with American patriotism and a strong belief in God, when the dealing was all done, they had a full house and a royal flush. Mom and Dad honored their solemn vows for better, for worse, and till death do us part. Good day. Now, before we sign off, we would like to remind everyone that if you are a conservative, then you will want to listen to the Old Glory Network podcast. And if you are not, then consider listening. Call your friends and relatives and encourage them to listen, then discuss the content together. 
do your part to keep old glory great for your children and your grandchildren. If you love America, then help us keep it. Remember, you can order Kevin Dale Ahart's music on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, or Amazon. Or you can order a hard copy of his album, Cowboy's Revenge, at Texana Records at info at krwoodproductions.com or by calling 512-203-7921. Also, K.R. Wood has some great cowboy music and Western history. Ask about those when you call. Be sure to visit our website at oldglorynetwork.com for more information. Thank you for tuning in for another weekly message. Next week, our format will look a little bit different. At the request of our host, I will be taking the mic and commenting on the current situations we face in America. As always, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and leave a five-star review. We will see you next week.